0: Hey there, Revelation Wellness friends. We are dropping in here on a Wednesday to bring you a bonus episode this week. Today, we're going to listen in as our host, Elisa Keaton, teaches us about meat, are you curious what neat is and what it has to do with fitness? You're going to want to listen as she unpacks this principle of exercise that is a game changer for your health and well-being. So grab a pencil and take some notes because this episode is packed with practical tips to help you understand the way your body responds to neat exercise. And Elisa even offers some effective ways you can begin right now and it's easier than you think. As you'll learn, one of the best ways to begin thinking neatly is to take a walk, which is why you're gonna love our brand new Faith and fitness program, Walking the Words of Jesus. In this program, for 21 days, we're gonna get together in community and walk with presence and embody joy. And we're gonna practice neat walking while soaking in the words of Jesus. We're gonna give you all the tools and tips and training you'll need to form this discipline of walking and talking with Jesus and benefiting your body. And friends, you have two more days to join for any donation amount. You don't want to miss out on this new program. All the details are in the show notes. Registration closes on June 9th, you can swipe up to register today. You can still join after June 9th, but it is a $29 product after June 9th. Today and tomorrow, you can join for any donation amount, and you can even gift it to a friend or a loved one. And as always, Thank you for joining us at the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We love you. We appreciate you, and we hope you will love this episode. Peace.
1: Hey, before I jump into this quick teaching, uh, trust me, you're going to want to hear this, especially if you struggle with your body, you struggle to lose weight, if that's what you need to do. And by the way, who's telling you that's what you need to do before you decide that just that's what you have to do? May I ask you, who's told you that? That's one of the first things God says to Adam in the garden and Eve. Who told you you were naked? So who told you that you need to lose weight? Um, Or who told you that you need to change your body? I just want to ask that question. Now, does that mean that you can't love your body and want to change it or want to challenge it? No, of course not. But if you are showing up here Uh, to this page it might be because you struggle to obsess over your body or neglect your body. You're prone to move into that diet culture thinking and you want a way out. This is the way out that leads to life. That I can promise you. So I am on my walking treadmill that's for my desk. So this thing doesn't go very fast. just allows me to walk and talk because The next few weeks, you will see me walking and talking a lot. Why? Because our 21 days of walking prayer is now open. Join us for 21 days of walking prayer. Any donation amount gets you in. We're going to walk the words of Jesus for 21 days. So there. Hey, hi. I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness. And I really love Jesus. I really love him, and I'm not ashamed of it. And so... you're here, we get to know each other, you're going to know a lot more about Jesus than hopefully about me, because it's not about knowing about me or any of our instructors. We just want you to know Jesus, because he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. So if you have been pursuing ways of improving your life, which is how you think, feel, and choose makes up your life, and our bodies, what we eat, what we drink, these are choices we make. And if you struggle to think and feel and choose with what's best for your life, then Jesus is the way. He is the way to what's best for your life. He is the way to the best weight for you. He is the way for your best eating plan. He is the way. The problem here is that we have a disconnect. We have a faith. We believe in something, but we know about something and we don't know how known we are by God. And that's required, an intimacy with God. Into me, God sees. That's what intimacy is about. God sees into me and I see into him and he helps wrong my rights. He helps me correct me because I am the only thing I can control in my life. How I show up is the only thing within my control. Everything outside of that is moving pieces in the world and that stresses us out. So then we try to control other things that we need not. He is the way. He is the truth. So if you are battling lies about your body, your shape, your size, those are lies, and they come at us at a very young age. We need truth. He is the truth that combats the lies that uh, make us prone to have body shame. By the way, this is a good body. This shirt, I know you're going to ask. This shirt is from my friend Jess Conley, the author of Breaking Free from Body Shame, Uh, She came out with a Bible study for that, and she sent me this shirt that's with the study, and it's amazing. So I highly encourage that. 21 days of walking prayer is now open so that we can walk with the words of Jesus that leads us into a way, into truth, and into a full and abundant life. Because that's why Jesus came, so that we would have life and life to the full. So how's your life? How you doing? How's your life, everyone? How much joy do you have in your circumstances? Man, I'm working on that. I've got some hard things going on. I just got over COVID. It, <laughs> well, it didn't kill me because I shouldn't use, should use that term very loosely. It was hard. It was pretty bad. Um, I still feel congested and still trying to get back into life as we know it. And that's just a few days of being really sick. A lot of people are battling all kinds of things. So how is your life? How's your life doing? Put it in the chat. I'm going to ask you a specific question. Let me ask you this. If joy was your air that you breathe, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much of it are you breathing today? How much O2 are you taking in? Joy. How much of it is in your bones? Because that's really huge. A, a Christian, someone who believes in Jesus and doesn't have joy, a joy, it just, it misses, right? So we can have a joy. And I'll tell you where the joy is found. In his presence is fullness of joy. So that's why you can walk and talk. Uh, Matt Maxwell says she's a three. Okay, in Jesus' name. We're going to get that up. I promise you, we're going to get it up. Maybe, Matchell, if you can, walk and talk with me. Go for a walk. Start walking and listening to what I'm about to teach. We've got a five. We've got a six. I'm taking in about a six on the joy scale. Good. 6.78. I love that. Jessie's got a 6.7. Wow, she's very specific. I love it. I get it, it is hard work with kids, oh my goodness. May I encourage you though with kids, study your kids, watch your kids, draft in your kids' joy. Joy has a lot to do with having wonder, getting curious, being less rigid, having this flexibility. It's called resilience, kids are super resilient. It's hard to knock down their joy. But over time, it can get knocked down out of fear and shame because they sense that their healthy attachment with a parent is threatened. And so the joy starts to move down. So study your kids. Get in the wake of their joy. It's really easy to do. Yeah, wonder and awe builds joy quickly, says Nicole. Couldn't agree more. All right. So I would love to see you in our 21 Days of Walking Prayer. Any donation amount gets you in. Any donation amount gets you in. 21 days, we're going to walk and talk the words of Jesus. Why would we do that, Elisa? Let me tell you, because we're talking about moving our body, what we need to do when we exercise. First of all, remember this. When you exercise, when you move your body, it's called getting limbic. There's a part of your brain called the limbic area of your brain It is right off the brain stem. The brain stem develops first, and then the limbic area of your brain. It's the emotional area of your brain. When you're born, it's pretty developed. You know what isn't developed fully? Your cognitive brain development. This is why a baby does not sit there and think, I think I'm hungry. I will cry. They don't do that. They feel hungry, and so they cry. They feel cold and so they cry and that's coming off of their limbic brain. Their limbic brain is there to keep them safe. I need to have my dinger. My dingers way over here. Hold on. Let me put it over here. (laughs) Your limbic brain is there to keep you safe, keep you alive. God is about life the way the truth and the life. He wants life to happen. So the limbic brain is a really good seatbelt in us to keep us alive, keep us safe. When you exercise, you're getting into the limbic area of the brain. It's a sensory motor skill. I don't have to reason myself into moving my body. Children don't reason themselves into playing. They just play. They move. They go. When we exercise, we're getting limbic. Now, when you occupy the limbic area of your brain with your body, like going for a walk, not having to go for a sprint because then that fires up your fight, flight, freeze we're, we're trying to engage fight, flight, freeze in the limbic area of the brain without overstressing it. Cause it's already stressed enough. So when you exercise, you're engaging it in a constructive way. It's like you're putting your hands on the clay and molding when you exercise. So you get to shape and change, literally can change the structure of your brain as you exercise. So when you go for a walk you're getting limbic then that occupies the limbic area so that when you hear truth like the Word of God which there is no greater truth that begins to reason and turn on your cognitive brain your CEO the function of your higher reasoning so now things that you could not access before because you are stuck in your limbic brain start to come alive you can start to think and reason without fear and panic. This is called bottom-up therapy. And that's why we love our walks and talks and prayers, praying the Word of God as we go for walks. It's not about a workout. Our 21 Days of Walking prayer is about this type of exercise. And I said, this is what you need to do. You need to think of exercise, moving your body, as neat. Neat. Non-exercise exercise activity thermogenesis. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. Isn't this neat? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just walking. I'm actually kind of just rocking. If you notice, I'm just gently kind of rocking. Neat is not about a workout. It's just, you know what? I need to move and shift the state of my body. So I rock a little bit or I can walk a little bit non-exercise activity or aerobic thermogenesis. We need more of that in our life. According to the Mayo Clinic, an analysis of 13 studies concluded that quote, sitting time and activity levels found in those who sat for more than eight hours a day with no physical activity had a risk of dying similar to the risks of dying posed by obesity or smoking. This is why you've been hearing that saying going around that sitting is the new smoking. It comes off of these this meta analysis, meta studies, many studies pointing to the same direction. That sitting is the new smoking, that sitting is the new overeating, that sitting is a chronic illness or can form chronic illness in us. It's a it's a disease forming. 8 hours a day it's so true unless i was the person i am and my office is per, is on purpose in a gym <laughs> so that i have the walking treadmill i have an elliptical i've got some yoga straps i've got toys around me all the time because if i didn't i could sit in my chair and work for 8 hours i know i could i would just i would abs- i would get so stuck in my head and in my body and So many workers now, that is the way they work. 83% of jobs now, since the 1950s, are sedentary. 83%. That means for eight hours or more a day, they're sitting, sitting, hunched over. By the way, I was reading today about, um, uh, um, we're preparing for another, uh, some more content we have coming for you, and it is called Embodied Cognition which means your body, how you hold your body is connected to what you're thinking. And that they, uh, researchers now are suggesting that even the increase of depression that we're experiencing or seeing has to do with how we hold our bodies. Because we're sitting down all day and we're hunched in and rolled over at a desktop or a laptop or over our phones extending our necks and down. This is actually a posture of, of trauma of stress, of covering, of holding. And we do that when we're sedentary, we tend to collapse in. This is why older people who do not move their bodies, they start to move inward. They start to lean forward. They need a walker. They're collapsing in without that, with the lack of activity. The human brain needs a constant supply of blood and oxygen to function properly, which equals a better brain cognition. If you have lower levels of oxygen and blood, you will have worse brain cognition. If you have better oxygen and blood supply, you have better brain cognition, better thinking. So everything, as we learned last week, everything with a brain moves. Hey, would you do me a favor? Hit share right now. Help us get this out into Facebook, hit share, that people could break free from obsessing or neglecting when it comes to their body. Everything with the brain moves. We learned that last week. And in order to live a optimal and fully uh, put a, a life to a full potential, we have to move. So look for opportunities to move neatly. Move just to move, not for the workout. This is what we're trying to break off of, that diet culture, that diet and fitness culture where we're calories in, calories out. If I do this, A plus B is C. How about move because you know it's good for you and your body was designed to move. If you do not move, it begins to get stagnant, stale, and we feel that in our psychology. So look for opportunities to move neat. What are those ways, Elisa? One, walk the dog. Take a dog for a walk. This is why people actually buy pets, because it gets them to just go for a walk. Not a workout. Buy a little lap dog. (laughs) Buy a dog that you don't have to go far with, but it can. It does need this to get out and move. Pacing on the phone. When you're on the phone, which, by the way, it's not like we hold phones anymore. Your earbuds are in pace walk around your house a little bit cleaning the house and put your foot into it you know what i mean clean the house and put your foot into it clean lean into it push into it allow yourself to engage with the movement of cleaning your house literally it's so powerful cleaning your house i know a lot of people are like oh i got to clean my house again or, oh i hate cleaning my house what if you see it as oh you know what I'm gonna stir up some blood I'm going to put on some good music. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it enjoyable for my brain and my body, and then my will will rise to the occasion. Dancing in the shower. That's a scary one. I read that one. I'm like, I, that's not too safe. <laughs> it's pretty slippery dancing in the shower, but dancing in general, having fun. That's, it goes back to the person that had the joy, low factor, low joy factor, because your kids. Jump in the river of delight with them. God says, the psalmist talks about the river of God's delights. Just jump in, get wet, stop resisting it because it's not how you would prefer it to be. Get in the wake of what is already joy. Um, Also need is fidgeting, just fidgeting, (laughs) moving, bobbing your knee. If you're sitting in a chair, like bobbing, a little bit of fidgeting. You can do neat when you're brushing your teeth. Balance on one foot. Do a few calf raises. Just embrace some movement. This is so powerful for people who are like, I hate exercise. I, yeah, I get it. Nobody wants to sign up for pain, but you were meant to move. So you have to stop thinking about exercise and weight loss. You have to disconnect exercise and weight loss that can be measured on pounds on on a scale connect movement with weight loss that is emotional, that is weighing you down, that keeps you from enjoying life. Here's the kicker. People that do workout, I'm I'm a workout gal, I enjoy it. And again, it just feels good. Like I, I need that moment to just engage tension and release it so I can show up really well for my life. Only 4% of your daily activity can come from a workout. 4% if you work out for an hour a day, that's only 4% of your daily activity that a healthy organism needs. 4% the remaining 63% that comes from meat or it doesn't come from meat. In other words, if you sit down for eight hours a day, if you Let's back it up. If you sleep eight hours a day, that's 33% of your activity is already gone. I mean, you're a little active when you sleep, but the point is to not be active. The point is to rest. So, a third of your day is already gone. If the other third of your day, you are eight hours in a chair, just slumped over, that, those hours are gone. Lack of activity. Then you have another eight hours where some of them you go home, but you probably are tired. You open up, you know, whatever it is, the bottle of wine or whatever it is, and you sit down. You're losing the opportunity to actually live in a healthy mind-body set. So 63% of our activity can come from meat, non-exercise activity, Thermogenesis. Thermogenesis means create some heat, create some heat. You were created to create heat, energy, there's friction. Anything that's been made has had some heat behind it to forge it, to form it. Thermogenesis. Now remember, <clears throat> thinking in terms of, of a neat lifestyle, looking for opportunities to move, This is for people who want to think better. Because people who think better, feel better. And people who think and feel better, choose better. That's what you want. Neat. Being a person that looks for opportunity to engage in the friction, to engage in the tension, right? It's harder parking my car further away is more work than trying to find that spot right up front. But if I'm thinking in line with my fullness of life, good health, good perspective, hey, if I park the car back there, I might get a fuller, a bigger perspective. I, I have a chance to see more faces and not be in such a head down mindset rushing through my life. People who move think better. People who think better feel better. People who feel better choose better. This is super important. So, neat. Move neatly. Just be a neat kind of person. Let me know in the chat if you think this week you could engage in a little more neat, that your neat lifestyle is going to turn up just a bit. So again, I've pulled out my walking treadmill from my desk. By the way, love this thing. Highly encourage it. I got it a year ago. Love it. It's a good investment, but I use it often just to get up, shift my weight. Also, by the way, it's so much easier on your posture to stand than to sit. All right. Before I let you go, though, we talked about physical movement, NEAT. I would like to invite you into another acronym called NAPL. (laughs) For your physical life, think neatly. Look for opportunity to move. Look for opportunity to engage. For your spiritual life, think Naple. Non-adversity prayer life. Non-adversity prayer life. Have a prayer life that isn't rooted in problems. Be a person who doesn't Wait for a problem to pray. Be a non-adversity prayerful person. Naple. Just as much as we have a sedentary lifestyle, we need more prayer. Because we are more comfortable, convenience, resources are now our blessings, we have become sedentary, which is causing sickness and disease. The same can be said about prayer. Once upon a time, let me take you back. Let me take you way back to the beginning. Your ancestors, your mamas, 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 papa, papa, all the way down. Once upon a time, people prayed all the time. They prayed all the time because they were vulnerable. They didn't have the resources like we once had. Prayer. They would pray to the gods of everything because they had no protection. So if you needed good crops, which crops were how you made money, you would pray to a god of harvest. You would pray to the god of the moon. You would pray to the god of the sun. If you needed to have babies, which babies having children were how you could take care of the farm. It was your way of having hired workers You needed children. Children would progenerate. You'd have more life, be fruitful, multiply. If you couldn't have children in ancient times, that was seen as shameful because it was the one thing of value you could bring to the world. I'm not saying that was right. I'm just saying it's what it was. There's many ways now to bring value to the world. But back then, that was a culture of honor. You have children. So if you're not having kids, you would pray to a fertility god. There was all kinds of gods in ancient times. The sun god, Amon, Artemis, the goddess of hunting, Asherim, the fertility goddess, Dagon, the fertility god, and many, many more. Once upon a time, people prayed all the time. We have got to get back to a people of prayer. Non-adversity prayer life. I pray because God is. And he calls me by name. And he knows my name. And he's numbered my days. And he's numbered my hairs. So I pray. I talk to him. I have friendship with God. And when you have friendship with God, you have relationship with God. And people who relate to God talk with God. Be an Apple person. Be neat and Napple, A person who prays to Yahweh, the one true God, and moves their feet, is communicating and relating to the God who made their feet, has a good plan for their life, and knows the steps they should take to live a joyful life. Napple. Get in your feet. Get a little neat, and then let's do some Naple. Non-adversity praying. Don't be people who wait for pain to pray. Just like you don't want to be the person who waits for the bad doctor report to come in to move your body, don't be a person who waits for the problems to pray. So here's the deal you probably need to be taught how to pray. I know I did, and I still do. Did you know the disciples came to Jesus, and the one thing they said to teach them to do was to teach them how to pray, not teach them how to do miracles, or teach them how to teach, or teach them how to preach, teach them how to grow their Instagram account, teach them how to be influential. They didn't ask for anything when it came to teaching other than teach us how to pray. And that's what we're going to do for the 21-day walking the words of Jesus. We're going to teach you. We're going to learn how to pray again. And we need to come back to our first love and come back to a discipline that people once had like the air that they breathe. We are blessed people. And Deuteronomy 8 warns us. Moses warns the people as they moved into a blessed and promised land. When you get there and your crops multiply and life is going good for you, be careful lest you forget about God and say to yourself, my hands, my ability has made all this happen. That's what's happened in the world today. We have taken our blessings and they have become our adult idols, our comfort. And what we need is to get back to being neat, engaging in a little discomfort here and there throughout our day, not trying to avoid it. Looking for opportunities to engage some tension, change our state, and be a person of NAPL. Non-adversity prayer life. All right, that's all I got for you today. The challenge, I see some of you asking about it. It's a link up above. You can join. The link is up above. Any donation amount gets you in. You have until June 9th, 11.59 p.m. to join by the way, you can donate for someone else. You can sign a friend up. We will send them a little email. They can opt in or opt out. They don't have to take it. We will not spam them. We will not do it. Any- we will spam you. If they accept the gift, then we will be able to send them the emails that they will need. Every day for 21 days, you will receive an audio recording that will come to you. And all you got to do, boop, put your earphones in, lace up your shoes, and go for a walk. All right, 21 days, we will email you or the person you sign up. And you will also get some tips on how to walk. And here's the best part. I know you're like, Lisa, I know how to walk. Yeah, Uh, yes and no. We all know how to do what we normally do. And what we normally do is hold a lot of dysfunctional patterns of holding patterns in our body. So we're just gonna call some of those out so that you breathe better. And also that you walk with presence. So we want you to embody, embody fullness of life. Embody joy. Go sign up, those of you who said right in the sense, Ready, on your mark, you set,
0: go. Okay, Revelation Wellness, you heard it here from Elisa. Go and sign up now before the doors close on this program registration tomorrow, remember any donation amount gets you in to this program. The registration link is in the show notes and you can swipe up to register. We will see you soon in all of the places. Peace.